0: I don't eat bagels, so I don't know.
1: Wait, what?
2: Everything reset.
3: Yeah. Zencaster decided to reinvent itself as a hot goth.
4: Man, jazz. I see it. I see it. Those bags under the eyes. Oh my God, you were getting old. You're right. You turned around and it hit the right light, and I was like, oh man. I thought you were going to say you turned into Turner, and I was going to fucking kill your
5: character.
6: (laughs) You did get old. You've turned into Turner.
5: (laughs) What is hot damn? Damn it.
4: (laughs) For local?
5: Ooh.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme Dilute podcast. The Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition actual play podcast that's winning the war on Christmas but only because is too much of a goody two-shoes to min-max in a clear PvP situation, so he gets what's coming to him, him and all those reindeers. My name's Turner, I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre-show announcements and purveyor of ethically acquired smoked reindeer meat for the next couple of weeks. Episode 17, the guys head to meet their corporate sponsor and learn a little bit more about the city. If you're a new listener, welcome, and if you're a returning listener, welcome back. New or old, we sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your holiday podcast listening schedule. Special thank you, of course, goes to our patrons who have the hefty jingle balls to invest in the podcast, allowing us to bring you bigger and better content. Hey, going to keep the announcements to the top of the show as part of the abbreviated holiday schedule. We'll return to our regular pacing as we get into January and start to wrap up season two but do have a couple of announcements, as always, that we want to hit. Mondays, we stream on Twitch, 7.30 Central. Come check us out, twitch.tv forward slash gmdlcast. Content runs from community interviews to character creation shows. We're going to be running promos for shows that collaborated with on our charity event this year in the middle of the show. So, hey, don't hit the little skip ahead. Take a minute and actually listen to them and then go check out their show to thank them for participating. They're all great people who donated their time to come and fight us, which really was for a better cause than you would think. It supported game to grow a 501c3 nonprofit that uses TTRPGs for therapeutic purposes. Check them out if you haven't already. I mean, tis the season, as some people say. Do you want to be visited by three ghosts? Fuck, that would be kind of cool. I'm really conflicted, but I think you probably should do some charitable giving. So, you know, check them out. Oh, and if you want to find out what those cool-ass patrons get for supporting the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash gmdlcast to check it out. A couple of reminders to wrap up. Number one, off-week content is going to be a little bit sporadic as we move through this schedule, really focusing all my extra time on getting episodes out so we can push through to the end of Season 2. Fingers crossed that that'll give us the opportunity to release a few extra episodes or some supersized episodes between now and the end of January. Stay tuned. If you want to catch that bonus week content live as it's being recorded, Twitch stream, as I mentioned earlier. And of course, reminder, Gimme the Loot is not family-friendly content due to a mix of crude humor, profanity, fantasy violence, and late-stage capitalism. Thanks again so much for joining us. We absolutely appreciate it. With that said, let's start the show. Is there anything you wanted to do in the city before you headed over to the Wazas? It's about, I'm going to say, 8.30 at night now. Night has set in. Even the radiant light from the tracing pattern of downtown duckies above isn't able to offset that the evening has set in, even though there is more light. And now this this low level of music being played out of several of the bars that dot the street, it is uh, it's definitely well into evening.
0: Is it, is it like dangerously dark or can we like, we can still see reasonably well? It's at eight. It's at eight.
3: Darkwing Duck Dark. Hey man, we're in a big city. (laughs) Oh, I thought, let's do this. Give me perception checks, fellas. It's a good time to do this perception
0: check. I was just going to, I thought maybe the large buildings were blocking the sunlight, you know.
3: At 8.30 at night, that's not what's blocking the sunlight,
5: but.
0: At 8.30, there's no sun.
5: Oh, nat 20 on a perception check. Hell yeah. Got myself a regular dirty 20 at 12.
3: Okay. All right. Well, God, as much as it fucking pains me to say this, uh, Todd Street Smart's are fucking impeccable (laughs) and moyle has been in more than one back
5: alley hell yeah
3: and so they're really the first ones to notice it although a fate you having your head on the swivel and constantly looking for who has the best fate costume you start to pick up on it as well the main thoroughfares are very well lit you know todd you you very quickly goes oh okay this is this is like a people moving system like they keep the main thoroughfares extremely brightly well lit there are not only this trellis but Even once you get outside of the trellis of downtown Duckies and you start to go down the streets that they clearly want the tourists or the the main employees to stay on, there are lampposts at every point. That same glowing brick interlay that makes up the winding way that gives the soft upglow that illuminates it as a highway throughout the night, shines up from the, the cobblestones beneath you. But anything slightly off the beaten path has a completely different vibe to it. As soon as you move out of that tourist area, there is a lack of infrastructure that, uh, that is a little bit off putting at first. Like those alleys and streets aren't very clearly lit, don't seem to have the same money poured into them to make them shiny and attractive. That doesn't mean that they are in disrepair. You know, you can see down one side street further down, there is what looks like not one of the places that you've been at, but more like a small local little cafe and bistro. And you can see uh, just a a complete gaggle of, of different people really just enjoying their time off. It's been a hard week. This is their first couple of free hours. They've managed to get out of underneath the watchful eye of their bosses. They've gotten together with their friends. They're kicking back. And there is a completely different atmosphere further down off. You are just spotting it because you know to look for somebody that would be a tourist. They might see that as a, oh, I've got to go through all these dark alleys to get to this, whatever this shady looking place is. But anybody who's really familiar with the areas knows that, hey, this is where the locals are. These are where the real people are. So, there is an effort to manipulate people to go into a certain direction by keeping it more brightly lit, kind of like a path in a video game or, or at Disney. But as you look and, and kind of scan around and look deeper past that veneer of tourism, you can see that there are some well-loved places um, in operation and an interesting mix of people. One thing that you don't see off the beaten path is any Warforged moving around at night. Hmm...
5: Do I really stick out because of that?
3: Um, You know, it's interesting because, you know, as you guys are, are standing there soaking it in, you guys see the pattern again. And you start to pick up, you know, there are, you know, posters and Party of Five merchandise everywhere. There's that big screen that plays. And if you guys stop and sit and watch that video for a minute, you can see it's edited in a particular way. That Todd and Fate are positioned in the way that the clips are edited as alternatingly the main character of the show with Eldrin being this, this balancing figure and kind of, uh, like, like if I had to classify like how they were trying to characterize each of you, they would basically be trying to alternate Todd and Fate between the Han Solo and Luke Skywalker-esque characterization, like the, the chosen one versus the cool action hero, but they're they're cut in different ways. Eldrin is classified more as a uh, kind of a mysterious bounty hunter esque, deadly shot kind of Boba Fett vibe. Baba, they seem to be classifying you as kind of this uptight figure. But, well, actually, give me some insight. Uh, you guys, give me insight checks for this, and I'll, and I'll see how much more we go into this. And Moyle, well, you you definitely are are being cut as comic relief, and so while you do stand out, nobody is taking you seriously. Unfortunately,
4: 18 on the insight check. And a nine? I got a 12. Eight
3: for me. Todd apparently is also very media savvy, as well as he is street smart. (laughs) Because Todd, you pick up on the fact that they are editing the the magical scrying coverage that they've caught of you guys to position you and fate in a specific way, to characterize Eldrin a certain way, and to downplay Moyle and Baba. I mean, you know for a fact that Baba represents a threat, you know, their claim on his lands. That's the whole reason why that you guys are here. That's one of the reasons why that you guys are here. Um, and, and you pick up on it. I mean, it feels very much like Todd's negged a few people in his day, <laughs> that that's kind of one of his moves. He's familiar with it. You know, Fate's a narc, but they seem to be trying to portray Baba in
4: that uh, in that role. Wow.
0: Hmm. Fate is okay with this entirely. Of course you are.
4: <laughs> and Todd sees it. That's exactly how he sees it. He's like,
3: yeah. <laughs> but to get back around to your question, Moyo, yeah, you, you are the only warforged in this area and you occasionally get some side eye from the tourists. Then you can kind of see a lot. The drinks have started to flow at this point. Somebody will come up to you and compliment you on your costume and try and get a picture with you. Like maybe you work at the park. One thing that you all notice, even with your... Some somewhat lackluster insight checks and, and perception checks is the on T all are still giving you all a wide berth.
5: When they try and take a picture of with me, I do the, the robot dance.
3: <laughs> oh, oh! can we give you a tip?
5: <laughs> yeah, please. Bring them on. Bring them on. They wave their duckies,
3: ducket over your wristband and you hear, and you can tell they, they've, uh, they've tipped you five
4: ducats. Oh no. Come on. Pictures. 50 ducats a picture. 50 ducats a picture. Todd tells Mo not to go to the bathroom in this town. Okay. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, I'm really trying hard to
5: get some pictures in. Chapping uh Todd's hide, because he he can see the, the ducats going up on my wrist and the ducats went down on his. I thought they were shared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Duckies, dictum number fifty-two, never ask when you can take. And they run off and don't pay you any more than the five.
2: <laughs> oh. Did you
3: guys want to go check out the other portion of the city or are you headed to Waz's?
2: We said we wanted to get there before
3: night, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, already late.
3: Yeah, before it got too late. Okay. So you guys head down the, the road to Waz's. You get to Waz's tower. All the towers from a distance look relatively the same, like these featureless 30 to 40 story glass corporate looking edifices. But as you get closer, and if were you to go to check out the other ones, you might see the same thing. There is definitely a little bit more personality to them that is associated with, with the individual robber prince or robber princess. You guys approach uh, the front of Waz's building. It's got that same circular corporate uh looking driveway that comes up to it um, and there's that same revolving door but you notice there's a face above this one looking down and it goes hey guys welcome to waz's I'm uh I'm your door forged
2: <laughs> what can I do for you guys uh we are guest of mr waz uh this evening
3: oh, good that's a good one buddy pull the other one uh it's funny because I don't have legs you got any kind of ID or proof that uh you're here to see the waz
2: uh, it's our it's our wristbands that prove that right uh, yeah, that would be your, your IDs. Yeah, sure. So i extend the wristband. Uh, this is what we were given uh, as... Proof of art. yeah. Oh, oh,
3: okay. All right. Uh well here, let me start spinning for you. And he you see the door start to rotate and spin to where you guys could walk through. He's like, All right, get up on inside me.
1: Mm. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Don't like that. I
0: like the sound of
2: that. All right. See, this guy gets it.
0: All of us together? <laughs> Is there
2: any point where fate has clear line of sight through this thing? I guess I guess this won't be the first time we've ridden a forge. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Giddy up, cowboy.
3: Through the door, it is like solid metal sheeting. It's not It's not like a glass transparent oh. thing. So, no, you can't see what's in the inside of the building. Damn
2: it. All right. You're going to teleport.
0: You're going to try to face through. Gotta- I was absolutely going to miss the step through there, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: the storefront windows are all very heavily chrome tinted outward. So, there's no way that you can see inside at all. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, then I'm watching Baba go first, waiting for him to scream, die. Uh, Yeah, I'll go. You coward.
3: It's a fucking
4: door. You go through, Baba. No problem. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. I was I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going.
4: I was going to do the, 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 the D bag move, and as Baba tries to go in, as one person just going right behind him quickly. So two people towards one revolving door. Mm-hmm. Acrobatics check, please, Todd. Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> you are committed to that
3: course of action.
0: Be back. Todd gets his ankle caught in the door.
3: Ooh, 22. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, wow. He actually manages to cut Baba off. And cut in front of him mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: and even the door goes oh that's a todd move if i've ever seen
3: one <laughs> <laughs> season two where the podcast crawls so far up its own ass it's completely gone <laughs> into the metaverse zucker call us <laughs> uh, so todd is inside does anybody else want to do anything fancy or can we just walk through the door
1: <laughs> <laughs> no we're just gonna to. Hey, just walks through
3: todd i gotta make walking through the door about me let me roll <laughs> <laughs> Roll for Todd. <laughs> so you guys step through and the initial structure of the lobby is very similar to the, to the corporate office. There is what would normally be like a broad open corporate lobby with pillars that run straight back this open hallway into, uh, into a receptionist desk. But other than that structural layout, it, it's completely different. You guys walk into if Ognum made toys and had no self control would be your initial correlate for this you walk in and it is a Willy Wonka's of fucking wind up war forge wombattery there are little toy soldiers engaged in a battle over on the left hand side of the lobby tiny little mechanized ornithopters go whizzing by overhead. There is two little robot men on two little robot ostriches flapping back and forth and jousting at each other in the air. A robot centipede goes scampering across the floor until a ball comes rolling out and hits it and splits it into two. These blocky little uh, modrons seem to be marching back and forth in the air above the lobby. While a little Warforged at the bottom throw balls up at them, but it's missing because he's throwing where they are instead of where they're going. Just the island of misfit toys made real. And then the two elevators, which go up into the higher levels, but instead of being glass elevators, they are this, like a screen made out of gears almost, like, like a medieval privacy screen made out of interlocking gears that turn and twist and pivot and move so you constantly have a little bit of a vision of what's inside of them and you see one of those things coming down and the doors slide open and a plump orc man rolls out an inventive four foot four tusks jutting up out of his lower jaw pierced with rings that have tiny little gears hanging off of them and long robes the colors of the mercantile guild kind of stretched across his little pot belly and he seems to be gliding towards you at first but then you realize that he's on some kind of mechanical conveyance with two wheels and he's leaning forward and he rolls up to, and uh, screeches and stop in front of you and he goes,
6: Oh yeah, uh go for wise." What? Oh, that's was. Yeah, that's right. That is wise. I am the wise. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I am wise, <laughs> the Wonderful, fourth among equals uh the uh, clockwork soul sorcerer, master of patterns and analysis for the mercantile
4: guild. Pleased to meet me. I've never had anyone introduce themselves as pleased. I don't know how to respond to pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you? You, you, you're, meeting yourself?
0: No, you're,
6: you're pleased to meet me. I know you are. It's okay. I understand. Ah. I am very impressive. <laughs> oh, okay. I made all of these things. Aren't they wonderful?
5: Do they all work?
6: Yes, exactly as intended. Or, uh, if, you know, if it's not exactly as intended, then I say that's what I meant. <laughs> and since I made them, then they are working as intended. All I have to do is say so.
1: Yeah, targeting on those guys looks kind of crappy. They're like missing all these throws.
6: Oh, huh? what, what? What are you saying?
1: They're just missing. They're throwing the ball, and it's not where it's supposed to go. Ah, never mind. Just, they just—they suck.
6: No, hold on. You—you're onto something. Hold on. Hold on. I've got an idea. I think the targeting on these
3: guys is a little off. Hmm. They're missing because they're—they're not following the right pattern hang on a second and he goes over and pulls out this screwdriver that telescopes out and splits into four and then spins around and he jabs it into the back of the little warforge's head and it screams a little bit as he does it and it spins around the warforge stumbles a little bit and then goes back to throwing and is now knocking the blocky ones out of the sky that come crashing into the ground and burst into flames as they hit the ground he goes
6: that's better. He's killing a lot more of them now. I think he might have been missing on purpose because he felt guilty about, about knocking the other ones down. Oh, no.
0: Well, congratulations, Elgin. You've uh, created the Warforge version of yourself. <laughs> Mission accomplished.
6: Who are you guys? Why, why did you bring the wise? We're the Taudettes. Oh, the, okay. Uh, the singing group, or the burlesque show, or the
0: uh, the actual Taudettes? Well, there are no actual Taudettes, so it's not a thing, man. Stop calling us that.
5: Or the actual Taudettes before a few will do a burlesque show. <laughs>
2: no, we will not. Oh. <laughs> I have never and will I never be a Toddet.
4: Toddlers,
2: yes. These guys, maybe. I was once a toddler, but that had nothing to do with Todd. <laughs> but not the way he's talking about. Yeah, no.
4: Mm-hmm, toddler.
0: I am Fate, and these are the Quadragoons.
4: What?
5: Wait. What? No, no one believes that. <laughs> not for a second. You don't even believe that, Fate.
4: <laughs>
0: Why quad? What? Because there's only there's four of you, not five. So you can't be Pentagon, so there's only four of you. Oh, oh, I see. So you're not including yourself. You're just better than us. That's that's fine. You now understand that nobody came to see you, Elgin. <laughs> uh I mean I have the coolest action figure I saw it over there. <laughs> oh, oh you you
6: guys um you guys like action figures?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
6: Well, I tell you what, man. I have the coolest action figures in um in the entire city. And if you guys want to play uh play a game, you can maybe uh maybe win some action figures. Oh,
1: okay. What kind of game
0: we're talking here. I like
6: games. Would you like to play a game?
1: Oh no!
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. See, fate was down to play a game, and then it got said like that. And now he's scared.
5: And that's why we're not the quadagoons. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even remember what fate said. <laughs> The aquatic goons? The aquatic goons actually sound pretty pretty rad. <laughs> the aquatic goons sounds like we all ocean
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon.
6: Oh yeah, you know not a lot of people appreciate the aquatic goons. Everybody like oh they can just talk to fish, but I mean come on, talking to fish is cool. Yes, it's not like you are talking to plants. That would be a useless power.
0: <laughs> Lame. You mean like those weird uh, underwater Smurfs that they had on that one cartoon? for a while you're talking about the snorkels yeah snorks man the snorks yeah the snorks the snorks yeah the
1: snorks
6: the snorkels, yeah they're pretty cool (laughs) come along with the
4: snorks yeah yeah
6: those are the ones yeah yeah (laughs) i have all the little smirks and uh snorkel figures up in my up in one of my rooms Um, I live here pretty much by myself, except for my Warforged uh, employees. You know, I I figure out the way things work for the Guild, and uh, I set up our whole Warforged system. I figured out, you know, the economic patterns that let me uh, have us invest our money and manipulate the economy. And, you know...
0: What? What? what What? <laughs> i just i just had a very sudden realization i just want to. know this is completely breaking the scene, but i just i'd have to ask this question yeah did did moyle eat a d and d smurf and get high like uh the 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 wizard that was trying to kill them the entire show
6: yeah gargamel what
0: gargamel. gargamel gargamel is 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 moyle is moyle our podcast gargamel um well when- no. Okay.
6: <laughs> Those were mushroom people. Eh, so were the Smurfs. The Smurfs. The Smurfs. The Smurfs, the legally distinct from the Smurfs. Smurfs. <laughs> lived in toadstools in the fortress. Um, They weren't mushrooms themselves, yeah. And uh, what Moyle ate all the way back in episode, uh, like, eight, I think it was, was a mushroom person.
2: Oh, okay. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference, yeah. Keep Thief. He had a name. His name? was kipper steve okay his name was kipper steve kipper steve (laughs) (laughs) question the billboard
5: that had all of us on it yeah were they us or were they cosplayers
6: they were you but they um they were like done in a way to highlight the idea that the mercantile guild wanted you to have about them so Todd and Fate were like towards the front of the poster and were, were done to look a little bit more heroically or a little bit like all the pictures were taken from the right angle. Uh, and Eldrin always seemed to be in shadows, kind of menacingly. Or The bow was always out. And Baba had his arms folded like an angry sitcom mom a lot of times. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and then um, you were on the ground like you just fell down a lot. I guess
5: I guess I must fall a lot.
6: No, but we found that... We can get people to think what they want about you by how we uh, portray you guys in our marketing materials. It's it's really quite easy to influence public behavior. <sighs> I know, like I ran some numbers on uh, on the way that people responded by which portions of the show they watched the longest to. And created a um, alchemy rhythm <laughs> <laughs> uh, that allows me to track exactly what people like or don't like, and then we can just tweak the things however we want. So I call it the alchemy rhythm method. <laughs>
1: mm. Going back in a second, you said the Warforge system. Yeah. Uh, what what was what was that all about? What is that?
6: Oh oh um, I'm glad you picked the was because the was has zero fucking internal monologue uh, or the ability really to discern uh what he should or should not tell you you could not have picked a better patron for uh for your dm's fucking info dump (laughs) so you know we found that just creating a system that caused people to go into crushing debt was well definitely self-perpetuating and uh advantageous to a certain level there was a cap at which we could take advantage of them you know we eventually ground them down to where they couldn't work anymore or, uh, you know, were too sick to work or they tried to run away to someplace else um, or uh, every once in a while they try and revolt against us. So I got to give that little turd momentum credit for coming up with the ducats. But once we had an alternate currency system that isolated their wealth within our own individual system, we created it to where at a certain point that you reached uh, inescapable debt, you could um, commit to working it off over an extended period of time by putting your body into storage and we put your brain in a warforged and then you just work as a war forged. Until you pay off your debt and get your body back.
1: So all the warforged are just people that are in horrible crippling debt, and you you're just using them as indentured servants.
6: Oh no! no they're they're all um, they're all gainfully
4: employed uh, gig workers. I don't know what you're talking about. Even the bathroom ones, even the ones that work in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Fate is processing this and is becoming more and more terrified. And
2: yeah, just. Baba's gonna lean over to Fate and. Be like, is it possible to transfer a soul from a Warforge back to a body? Um, v- logic would posit that if you can take the soul from the body to the Warforge,
0: at some point there should be a way to put it from the Warforge back to the body. Give me an Arcana check real quick, Faith. Uh, That is a 16 plus 8, 24.
3: Yeah, you could do it. Um, And also, Baba, when you ask that question, this is something slides home that, you know, more and more, especially since the encounter with the Topiary Dragon, you've been seeing ghosts. You, you saw them in the swamp. You saw them on the the way back to Taliesin. You saw the ghosts of drowned sailors out on the seas. You haven't seen an extra single roaming spirit since you entered Shaitan. And it's not like there were mobs of them ever running around any one time, but it had become an omnipresent fact of life for you that always slightly in the corner of your eye, there was a spectral figure engaged in some passive activity or actively trying to get your attention. And now it clicks that for the first time in a while, you don't see dead people.
0: Celebration? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see
2: dead people. Oh. Except for Agnes.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did he say that to us, actually? Yes? No? What? About the Warforged?
2: Oh, I was talking about Baba. I don't think I've ever... T- I've never told you about the extra dead people anyway. I don't think. Oh, that's fair.
0: Yeah, no. Um. What are you guys doing? What's happening? <laughs> um, so... Waz uh, uh, is getting kind of bored. Baba, didn't we come here so that you could uh, speak with Waz and then get get along to uh, whatever it is you need to do with you? You guys are staying here
6: for the night, right?
2: Yes, yes, we
6: are. I was told you were going to come over. You're going to chill. Maybe we'd have a few brewskis, uh. play a few games. Uh Your boy Eldrin there said he wanted uh, an action figure, and I thought it'd be a fun game. We can play truth or Todd or no, we'll play it. We'll play it. We'll do riddles. We'll do riddles. Mm. And uh, if you guys can solve my riddle, then uh, I'll give you all your own very little action figure.
0: I feel as though he has a bit of knowledge of uh, our dealings with riddles in the past because those don't go well for us. (laughs) What are you
2: talking about? I'm great at riddles. Mm. I have no qualms. Let's play a game. Okay.
0: Okay.
6: Here, I'm going to pull out my commemorative Pentagoons D, uh, D100. There are custom dice that were made by uh, a friend of mine. His name is, um, Ant. (laughs) Nee. <laughs> Aunt nee. He's making custom dice, I understand. Uh, he gave me
3: these. Baba, since it's your arc, roll me
6: a D100. 79. The
3: Dragonborn
6: and the bar. A Dragonborn walks into a bar and tells the gnomish bartender he would like some water. Instead, after propositioning him for sex work, the <laughs> gnomish bartender points a gun at the Dragonborn. The Dragonborn thanks him and walks out. Why? Wait the, the Dragonborn propositions? No, the gnome the gnome who is a uh, sex worker on the side and a and a waitress and a bartender and a bartender. Yeah, yeah. So the Dragonborn walks into the bar, orders, uh, says he would like like some water, and the gnomish bartender does a callback to episode one when it's really that's just color flavoring for the callback. It has nothing to do with the riddle. Then Gnome McDonald points uh, a gun at the Dragonborn. The Dragonborn thanks the gnome and walks out. Why? Why did he say thank you?
5: To spare his life, a water gun. <laughs>
0: Excuse, was it a water gun?
5: Was it a water cup? No, it was a. He asked for a beer or an ale at the begin in the first episode. He said water.
6: The Dragonborn walked in and ordered water. Water, yeah. right? Uh, the Dragonborn walked
4: in and, and ordered water. I like Jazz's answer. That's what I said. I didn't hear, I only heard Jazz's.
6: That's fine. Tell you what, let's do this. Let's let's go around. I'll give three rounds of guesses for each of you, right? And each of you can ask one question each round and then make a guess. So, uh, you there, Todd. Uh, what, what's your guess? Uh, it's a water gun. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is incorrect.
5: Uh, Moyle. Can you can you repeat it?
6: <laughs> yeah. Dragonborn walks into a bar and asks the gnomish bartender for water. The gnomish bartender pulls out a gun and points it at the man. The Dragonborn says thank you and leaves. Why? Did the Dragonborn get hydrated? No, the Dragonborn did not take any of the water. That's your question. Uh, What's your guess? What was was your question? (laughs) Why? Why? Why what? Why did the Dragonborn leave? Yeah, why did the Dragonborn just say thank you and leave after the gun was pointed at him? To spare his life? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Eldrin, question and guess.
1: Uh, So did the bartender actually give him water?
6: Nope, nope. The dragonborn comes in, asks for water. Instead, Gnomish bartender points a gun at him, and then the dragonborn says thank you and leaves. What
1: the heck would you need water for? So he wasn't thirsty.
6: You asked a question there, and I am obligated by the rules of the game to answer. You asked, why would you need water if you're not thirsty? Okay. There's a lot of different answers to that question. I will say that is a very good question. I see why they made you the bounty hunter. <laughs> very, very good question. <laughs> Maybe explore that line of thinking. What's your guess?
1: Uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's overheated.
6: I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Fate, you're supposed to be the smart one. Mm. Question
4: and or guess. He's Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not.
3: Fate does appear to be trying to conjure the imp google and Wallace goes nah! and counterspells it.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> no cheating, Fate. Was the dragonborn looking to clean Again, uh, alternate uses for a glass of water. I like where you're going, but that's not. Nope. I'm sorry, uh, Baba. Oh, he didn't.
2: He didn't guess why. Oh, was that was that the question? That was indeed my question. Oh,
6: uh, I thought that was his guess. <laughs>
1: that
6: was like a sneaky second guess. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky second guess. Oh, you are the smart one. Nope. Look at that. <laughs> no, he was not trying to clean himself. You have a guess.
0: Um, okay. So then, um, geez, uh, I, I still believe that my, I, I want to, I guess we've already put that guess out there, but I'm just going to double back on it. it. Was the was the bartender holding a water gun?
6: Much like the thing earlier where the repeating the same thing kind of takes away from <laughs> the whole point of the activity. Yes. Guessing the yeah. same yeah. thing as Todd. It's just, <laughs> yeah. When I clearly said that was not the right answer, kind of takes away from it. Mm-hmm. But
0: I did not hear you say. I, you didn't. You didn't answer it. You never actually said that. Yeah. You didn't. Remember. Yeah, you never actually
4: answered the part. Yeah, uh,
6: no, I, yeah, I did. He said no. <laughs> uh, I would have said, yes, you're right. You win right on the first try. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, that's how I figured it was wrong because he kept gasping. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll move on. But nice try. Just double checking.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Next time, guess uh, that he uh, wanted to uh, hydrate himself. or He's hot. <laughs> Baba? Uh, let's see. We hadn't done riddles in a real long time, so I thought this would be a good one. <laughs> you said it comes back around to us, right? Yeah, we we can go back around another time. Uh, I will tell you what other uses for a glass of water besides drinking it or cooling yourself down or cleaning yourself. You guys are you chipping away at it? The boss is real proud
2: of you. Uh, was there a um, a fire somewhere? That's what I was going next. Uh, no, there was not a fire. Oh, okay. You know, everybody knows you put fire out with oil, right, guys? Huh. Was someone in the bar named Water?
6: No, I'm going to count that as your guess because that would technically be a second question. Uh, No, there was not a person
4: (laughs) in the bar named Water. Thank you. Todd. Oh, boy. Okay. So it's not not a fire anywhere. Is there a plant that needs to be watered? (laughs) You
3: hear it from the corner, Elder and Fern go, See, I told you he was the nice one.
6: (laughs) Uh, No, there was not uh, a plant in this fictional bar.
3: You're going to be
2: editing a lot of blank space. Yeah, I know. It's okay.
4: I'll make it seem like you guys are rapid firing these off. Not drinking, not drinking, not a fire. Uh cleaning? Is something is, 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 is no nope. I'm glad that
6: Fate guessed duplicated your guess earlier and now you guessed Fate's question, oh, it's a fucking closing the circle. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm glad you guys have looped around yourselves. <laughs> like some bizarre <laughs> incompetent Uroboros, the Waz is impressed.
4: Maybe I should listen to what Fate says. I don't listen to what Fate says. Eldrin. Um, <laughs> uh, you skipped me.
5: You skipped Moyle. Oh, I'm sorry, Moyle. <laughs> was there something wrong with the dragonborn? Ah, yes. Mmm, got it. Do you have the, do you have the hiccups? That's it. You got it. He
6: had the hiccups. And the gnomies bartender realized and it went to scare him. And it cured his hiccups. <laughs> and he said, thank you. You win. You guys win. I'm so proud. I am so proud. The hiccups. <laughs> Moyo got it. I'm so proud. And he claps his hands. Can we have another one? Oh, yeah. You bet you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God. Oh, no.
6: Oh, uh, no, no. Nope. Nope. You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And we still got time. (laughs) I was going to have you guys do more of these in the first place. Oh, God. But I was a little bit worried you wouldn't ever get them because that was an easy one, technically. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, Anthony, go ahead and give me another D100 roll. 60. And what the was will do? Well, he'll give you the deluxe action figures. Yeah. Right? The uh, the wizard lived at the top of a uh, fifty story tower. Mm. Uh, there was a uh, large, like, meeting room in the tower that many of the wizard servants used for uh, parties and uh, meetings, etc. Uh, clearly, this is not a, uh, a a mercantile guild operation. We would never let our employees have parties, uh, <laughs> uh, other than the occasional. A birthday celebration, which we charged him for. Uh, The room could also be rented out. Not this is mercantile guild still. Uh, The room could also be rented out by people who didn't live in the building. Uh, The wizard was using the room to throw a surprise party for his friend. Well, uh, this says the wizard doesn't have very many friends. Um, But we'll say the rogue. We'll say the rogue. Frenemy. We'll call his frenemy the rogue. Okay. He almost had everything done and was finishing up hanging uh, the streamers. He was standing on a chair near an open window, looking around at his handiwork, when he lost his balance and fell out the window. Normally, uh, this is where the cleric would argue that he should or should not cast Featherfall, (laughs) but in this case, people hurriedly gathered around him, expecting the worst, and then he surprised them all by standing up. He wasn't physically hurt in any way, how was he able to survive falling out the window? This one I think is also pretty easy. I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's on the first floor. Yeah, this, this. that's correct. <laughs> Meeting room could be found on the first floor. The only thing that got hurt was his pride. Oh yeah. <laughs> the was uh, the was gave you another easy one. <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's a good one.
5: <laughs> good job, Beltran. Proud of you. Yeah, I told you I was good at it. Uh, you
6: you, you want to go one last time? Maybe you guys can go for the super... No.
0: Do it. <laughs> no. no.
6: Okay, all right, all right. Good, because if shoehorning goes into the history of the podcast, is a little bit tedious.
3: So, uh, the wasp claps his hands, and a industrious, pint-sized version of each one of you comes striding out in war-forged form. Oh, no. No, no, no don't worry. These aren't like employees. These are full-blown mechanical Warforged. uh oh. <laughs> um, And the little mechanical Todd whops up and he pops the hat off and you can see all the little tiny gears in the head turning around and there's a little crystal that shoots out a spark every now and again that keeps him going and he drops it back on there.
6: Uh, so I have a little, little robot Todd and a little robot uh, uh, Moyle. Oh, I'm sorry. I should ask because you guys did get the upgrade. Uh, do you want Dragonborn Boyle or Warforged Moyle?
5: Can we, can we roll for it? Uh, like on the ground? The, the Warforged Warforged? Oh, wait, there's they're both there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> can I have both?
6: Well, no, you can have one or the other. You tell me what you want.
5: Uh, can I roll for it? On the ground? <laughs> Wait. The the on the ground copy. Just flip a coin. Do you have a coin I could flip? Um oh I get it. You're asking if I'm gonna roll <laughs> like stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah,
6: I didn't understand the question. I'm sorry. I thought the
5: waz would just have dice on him and
6: Oh, oh yeah, I do have dice. I'm sorry. I just I was being a little bit waz. Uh here you go and he hands you a uh twenty-three-sided die. How does that work?
3: Fantasy.
6: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, <laughs> Did that work? Nope. Slash roll. Hey, what's happening right now? I'm so confused. Slash roll. No. Maybe you should just tell me the movie
5: you <laughs> want to Wait, Wait a minute. minute. What did I type this time? What did I type up here?
6: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: That's not right.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: No, what did you do? I told you it's slash roll D23.
3: It's just been 23 after 23 after 23.
1: Oh, then
5: I did roll a 23.
0: <laughs> Wait, he actually did roll a 23 on one of them.
5: I really did. It did. It said rolling 20. I rolled a 23.
0: He actually did roll a 23 on one of them. He <laughs> did. <laughs> I actually critted. Three times though? No, no, no. One One of those has to be rough. No, no. He messed, he messed up twice. <laughs> yeah. One of them is a crit and he got a 23. <laughs> one of them. Just, just the green just one. Just the second one.
3: He <laughs> did. So, well,
6: okay. Uh, uh, what's that mean?
5: What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought the dice would tell me. Uh, I'm going I'm going with the uh the dragonborn. Okay, cool. It's like looking into a mirror. There you go. Um, uh,
6: I tell you what, man. Since you rolled a natural twenty three, uh I you can have a half and half if you want. Like the left side can be dragonborn and the right side can be the warforged. Oh hell
5: yeah.
3: Uh, I'll do that then. And he rips it in two. Oh. And then drags him over. You hear some clank, clank, clank. <elimination> and a half dragonborn,
5: half warforged. Whoa. And it's got an anatomically correct pecker. Yeah, you can barely see it. Exactly. exactly. And he has a beak
6: too. It well, was. Makes all his models anatomically correct. Um, no no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so well, there's one of each of you. Who's getting which one? We already said combiner moil's going to moil. Do you just each want yourselves or do you want to trade up?
1: I mean, obviously, I'm the coolest ones that I want.
0: Fate sees the uh, the potential uh, income possibility here. So he's going to take a copy of himself so that he can autograph and sell it to someone else later.
3: On Duck eBay? Yeah. All right. So you guys have a little automaton version of yourselves that uh, will follow your commands and has the level one version of your stats and class, basically. It's like a little level one version of you oh, following you around.
4: Not even we have level one versions
0: shit. of ourselves. Exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Merchandising. Okay. Cool. Um, do you
6: guys, do you guys want to like crash out, call it a night, or and, uh, you can go to your meeting in the morning? Or did you have anything else you wanted to talk to the Waz about? Uh, I think I want to crash. I do have one question for you,
0: the Waz. Yeah, you bet. Um, I feel like none of you all of the Equals would uh, be welcoming uh our friend uh Baba here if this if you didn't stand to profit from some manner in, in his uh in his trial. Is there something that you're looking forward to gain out of this also? What do you mean? Like, if he wins or doesn't win? Uh, if he wins.
6: Uh, well, he's not gonna win. He's gonna lose. I mean, why would he win? Well, all um, never mind. If we thought there was a chance of him winning, we would we never would've let you guys get off the boat. Well, do you know any reason why
1: he wouldn't win? That maybe... I can think of several. What, what would those, what would those be? You don't want to elaborate?
4: (laughs) (laughs) How many of those can you say? Oh, um...
6: Two. Okay. Elaborate, please.
4: Oh, you. Oh, you want me to actually
6: say them? Oh, okay. Lay it on me. Well, uh, the the champion he has to fight is extremely, very, very strong. That's two varies. And uh, much more experienced than him. Um and then uh the other reason is that, you know, you guys haven't left the city yet and you have to leave the city to be able to make it to the to the place. Wait,
1: hmm,
5: are you saying we're trapped
6: here? No, I'm not saying you're trapped here. I'm saying you haven't left the city yet. And you have to leave the city to make it to the
5: place. Do we have to get to the place by a certain time? Are you stalling us?
6: But no, I'm not stalling you. No, there's not like a deadline
0: or anything. No uh uh-uh. is there a deadline? Uh I don't like his tone when he said that. Yeah, I don't believe he's that.
5: There's no deadline. <laughs> is he? Is he a good liar? <laughs> his tone sounds the same to me. It does sound the same.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. I don't know if he's being sarcastic or. I mean, I'm standing right here. I can hear what you're saying. So, uh, no, I'm not being sarcastic. It's just you uh, haven't left the city. You have to leave the city to get to the place.
4: But we're leaving the city in the morning. You said that was one of the ways you definitely knew we weren't going to get there. And that was one of them because we haven't left? Yeah. That doesn't say we won't leave. So it's not definite, right?
5: Well, I mean, but you haven't left yet, have you? Baba, is there a deadline? No, because we're right here. Yeah, see, exactly. But we're leaving in the morning. No, you
6: got a meeting in the morning. Wh- what's the meeting for? Oh, no. To finalize Baba's uh, identification process and to meet with...
4: That's right. I think there's a deadline that we're
6: missing. That's there's no deadline, Todd.
1: <laughs> Definitely feels like uh, we installed that. Uh,
6: but no, you guys have a meeting with the chair, uh, Jess Andrews, Gnomus uh, High Priest of Sozeb, first among equals. I don't think I've ever seen anybody leave a meeting with Jess where they didn't at least give up a little of something. And, you know, you have one thing that you want. And if you give up a little of that, then you don't win. We do, hmm. and you can't go to the place without meeting with Jazz because the Mercantile Guild won't recognize your claim without our authentication. So, unless your negotiation skills are very, very, very how are you, how good how are you guys with um with contracts? You guys good with contracts? Art of the deal, baby.
2: We are doomed.
6: Art <laughs> of the deal, baby. Ha- have you read the Art of the Deal? What we don't we don't follow Prompt. Prompt was a lesser cult. Uh, before Sozeb came in and wiped him off the map, people were like, Oh, prompt, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, that's, the, that was his holy book, The Art of the Deal. But it wasn't until Sozeb came in and really just taught everyone how to move money around and move things around and really do
2: business. Just the worst. It is okay. You, you mercantile guild people will talk. We will listen and then we will fight and we will see who is the victor. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think there'll be any fighting. There doesn't need to be fighting. That's all right. Oh but you but even you said the uh the opponent is is much much stronger than I. So,
6: oh oh you I mean in your thing. Yeah, well I I mean again you haven't left the city so we
2: will and we will fight.
6: <laughs> if you leave the city then maybe you can get to the fight. Yeah, sure.
2: Can we fight our
5: way out of the city? Could you? Oh are they? I don't I mean I don't know. Can we just leave the city?
6: No, you can't leave the city. Oh. That would be silly, because you haven't been verified yet. And if you haven't been
4: verified, then you don't have any legal claim, because we don't know that he's really Baba. Can't we leave the city and y'all verify? Why do we have to be here for you to verify? I'm,
5: I'm not, not Baba. Baba. Could I leave the city? I
6: mean, we don't care about you, Boy Forged. Well. I don't know who you owe money to, but you're not in our system.
2: Okay. <laughs> Where are our rooms? Oh,
3: upstairs. Here we go. Uh, let's go up the uh, elevator. You guys get in the elevator. Again, it's another Warforge that has been splayed out to form those gears. Oh. Hey, come on inside me, guys. I don't like it. Mm. All right. I don't. Mm. Up we go. No. <laughs> uh, but for what it's worth, they this one, unlike the urinal Warforge, does really seem to enjoy his job. <laughs> it's like the doors from, uh, the, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, all the doorways in this place that? Oh, hey, thanks for walking through me. <laughs> oh, yeah, right on in there. Okay, that's it. That's the stuff. Right on my handle. Yeah, get just get in there and turn the knob. Turn the knob. Turn it. So you guys are taken to uh, a pretty, uh, pretty decent little dormitory on the third floor of Waz's building. It is clearly something that was set up because he thought he was going to have cool guests over all the time. But judging by the cobwebs and uh, giant spider that you have to run off, it's never ever, ever really been used. (laughs) No one's been there. So you guys take a long rest. Everybody gets all their mojo and hit points and everything back. Real quick, uh, because we we need to work through this. How are you guys betting down for the night with your elements? Baba obviously can flip out his bubble, but what are the rest
4: of y'all doing? Candle? All right, for me
3: little tiny Todd walks up and holds his finger up and a little flame pops out and he <laughs> sticks it into your ear and you're able to go to bed. <laughs> oh, the flaming wet willy?
5: <laughs> oh no.
3: Yeah. He gives you a flaming wet willy. Total tiny Todd move.
5: I, I, I put little moil, my little moil on top of my mushroom. Okay. And he sits, he sits up there. Uh, and then I, uh, I just stand in a corner lecherously looking at whoever else is in that bedroom. Uh,
3: and then roll a D4 real quick. Fate, what spell are you casting on yourself?
0: Three. Okay. Would it count if Fate casts light on himself?
3: Anything that lasts for however long you need to meditate.
0: Blinded by the light.
1: Uh, it's only going to last an hour. Mm-hmm. Isn't light going to keep everyone else awake? <laughs> Most everybody It's <goes> a <laughs> shitty thing
3: to do. He doesn't care. Moyle's sitting in the corner singing. Yeah, hey, that's going to keep you guys up.
0: All right, that's fine. Uh, you know, we'll just we'll go with the nice standard answer of mage armoring himself before he goes to bed. All
3: right, and you activate the mental link so um, Moyle can go to rest. What mental link? Uh
0: do I need to do that? I don't think I do.
3: I'm let him stay it. <laughs> okay. Then Moyle will pick up a level of exhaustion. No, no, I'm joking. Oh, okay.
0: Um, but what I was going to ask Elr is if if we need to uh, anchor Moyle down before he possibly floats down the hallway.
3: He doesn't float anymore. He projects out y'all's dreams. And he rolled a three, so that's fate tonight. Damn it. So be be puckering up what fate's dreaming about while (laughs) Eldrin comes up with where he's going to get some dirt.
1: I am whispering around, uh, like, hey, is there any plants around here?
3: There was that fern back in the lobby that complimented Todd.
1: (laughs) All right, sweet. Awesome. I'm going to go ask him, uh, hey, can I I borrow some of your dirt, man? I need to... Oh
3: shit, man. I mean come on, dude. This is my dirt. I'll
1: bring it back. I'll bring it back. I, I just need it for like You bring it back. I don't want I don't four know. hours and I'll bring it right back. What are you gonna do with it? I'm just gonna stick my feet in it. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> I, like you, I gotta stick my feet.
6: In- <laughs> Hold on. You wanna take my dirt? Yeah. Go rub it all over your feet and then bring it back. Not I- rub it.
1: Just stick my feet in it.
3: Hold on, I'm gonna roll something real quick and see if this fern is into it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some people buy reused dirt uh, that people put
6: their feet in. Seventeen. <laughs> this fucking fern is down to clown. He's like, "Yeah, you get it. You just get your feet right up in my fucking dirt, and you fucking bring it back to me. You fucking rub
3: it all over those dainty little fucking elven Tootsies, and you bring uh, me my fucking dirt right back."
6: Okay,
1: you made it weird. Now you made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get that dirt off feeding I no
0: longer like this. Yeah, here
3: you go. Scoop it out both hands. Mm. <laughs> so you can get you can get some per fern dirt. All
0: right what is what is what is, is it it's not it's not scat what is the thing this is weird i
3: don't want to know what thought well, i don't know how that thought ends right
0: scat is poop uh <laughs> <laughs> like whoa <laughs> i don't i don't know
3: <laughs> i do not want to know where that ends so take a long rest. Everybody gets all their mojo and hit points and everything back. Uh, so heal yourself up for a long rest. And Todd, you wake up in the middle of the night. Got to just take a, a raging piss. Oh no! <laughs> and you are like, oh shit! I don't, I don't know where the bathroom is. And you're like, oh, fuck! I really, really wish I could find a bathroom. And your horns start to vibrate and shake <laughs> and, and zzz- a little bit back and forth. And you, you realize that when you, as you think of finding a bathroom and. You can use your horns as a divining rod and lead your way into the bathroom where uh, you take a uh, a piss which burns. It burns, Todd. It was poison. It was your crotch. It burns. <laughs> then you are able to make your way back to bed uh, relatively unscathed. And now as Todd's new pentahedron ability has the ability to cast locate objects and use his horns as a
4: divining rod once a day. So it's not, it doesn't just work on bathrooms.
3: No, no. It, you, you can name one object <laughs> okay. or you know, like, like thing, general thing, and use it to use your horns as a divining rod, just like the spell locate object you guys rest for the night and fate what's going on in that subconscious man because as uh, you guys drift off to sleep the the old school movie theater reel to reel noise kicks up and starts projecting out of moyle's eyes
0: fate is um having a dream that kind of exaggerates the uh night that they just had out on the town where we're all out on the town but really the entire um the entire town is really up to honor fate like Fate's adoring public is gathering and celebrating him. And there's just chants of fate, 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 and booze for Todd and booze for Baba. And everybody's just like, yo, fate, fate. And everybody's bringing him food and bringing him free drinks. And the other guy's standing off in the corner looking like a bunch of haters. And he's just basking in all of the glory that his mind has conjured up for him because, you know, that's that's how he feels.
3: Right. So everybody other than Fate and Moyle, give me a wisdom saving throw. This is to see whether or not you're having dreams, a sex dream about your sexy doppelganger self.
5: Oh, 18, 12. (laughs) This is
2: probably a 15 rule.
3: 13. (laughs) (laughs) This one's only a 10. Okay. All right. So nobody's having a dream.
5: I was going to ask if when Todd got up to piss, did he see fate's dream? Because it is projected. <laughs> so I feel like if someone walked by, anyone could, anyone could see it. So uh, since uh, Todd got up to take a piss.
3: <laughs> Let's do this. Let's roll initiative and see whoever rolls higher on initiative that if, if Todd beats fate on initiative, then yes, Todd woke up uh, before fate got done uh,
4: meditating and saw the dream. I had a plus seven on my initiative, so nineteen.
0: <laughs> mm, he beat me. He crushed me. Fake and eight. Todd
5: knows that. Moyle projects other people's dreams, right? I usually sleep, I guess.
3: Uh, yeah, you guys all know. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Todd, when you're when you're coming back from taking a piss, because all you could think about it was oh, I got to pee and it burns! On the way to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, on the way back, you come back and Moyle is standing in the corner projecting out R2-D2 style, this Fate power fantasy that yeah, I mean, you heard him describe it. You see
0: exactly
5: what's going on in Fate's head.
0: Especially Todd. Todd's like off in the corner crying because he's jealous.
5: <laughs> Before he answers can i ask one more question to what sure does the warforged
4: half of my robot project anything no it's just you <laughs> you guys done yeah okay listen when you wake up in the middle of the night you see crazy stuff you don't even know if it's real or not. you just go pee and you come back to go to sleep <laughs> that's <laughs> that works for me
1: Hey, sorry to interrupt your favorite podcast, but I'm here to tell you about Shrimp and Crits, an actual play podcast with a southern twist. My name is Ian, and I am the keeper for this show as we play Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. If you like the sound of swampy monster mayhem, gators gone shopping, and magical fairy mischief, you'll be right at home in the remote panhandle town of Cochica, Florida, where spooky danger has begun to wash ashore. Shrimp and Crits is the story of Sarah Payne the Mundane.
4: All I'm
1: asking for... Is answers. That's all I'm looking for is the truth.
0: Ari Green the Searcher. You know the proclamations of the fame. I suggest you follow them from now on.
1: And Ray Ray, the most mundane monstrous you will ever meet. Mr. Zeus, I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I knew you were I knew you were real, um. And Ray Ray's just like bowing in front of this swan. As they fumble their way through protecting their skeptical town from mysterious evils, we release new episodes every other Monday on the Podcatcher of Your Choice. Hope to see you soon. Soon in Sunny Gulacochica.
3: All right, so you you guys wake up the next morning. Awaz is nowhere to be seen. No breakfast is served. What? what? Oh. It takes you a minute to get the elevator working because it doesn't want to pay attention to you at first. Like, no, no, you're not the was. I don't know. I can't let you out of here. I don't know what you're talking about. I really feel like everything's trying to stall us. But eventually you guys are able to make your way out, hail a Warforge rickshaw, and uh, get carted to back to the main corporate offices. You walk in through the front door, and the place is eerily quiet. None of the bustle that you guys initially encountered is happening when you come in there. There's nobody else in the lobby at all, in fact. Just the banners hanging down representing each one of the uh, robber princes and princesses. The big spinning globe with the winding way scrolling across of it that tickles the back of your mind. Fate, fate, give me a arcana roll. Eldrin, give me a percentile roll. Tell me high or low before you roll. Let's go. High again. Moyle, give me another d20 roll. 44. Yep, no new mullet. Fate got
5: an 18. Okay. 11. 11. 11.
3: Oh, Moyle, it's me, baggy. Hi, buddy, it's, it's time to pull out a new hammer, man. Reach on in and get it.
5: Oh, I'm going to reach in so deep. So deep, I'm going to pull out the most epic hammer.
3: You pull out the hammer of Nimrod. <laughs> uh, this war hammer once belonged to a fabled king or a sentinel. It provides plus two to survival checks and advantage when attacking
5: beasts. What, uh, what does it look like?
3: It's the hammer of a hunter. So it looks like it's almost got a cartoonishly large front head. It's like a big circular round lip that curls back, almost like the arch of a bow. Then it's actually got a leg bone of some kind of wild beast for the, for the handle. So one-handed warhammer, plus two to survival checks, advantage attacking beasts, a broad cartoonishly large head that draws back to a sharp spiked back with the bone of a, uh, a wild beast. Um, as the as the shaft. So, yeah, nobody at all in the, uh, in the lobby, as you guys are standing there in kind of the eerie quiet, waiting for something to happen. Fate, you're staring at the globe going, God damn it, something about this makes sense to me. And then it clicks that the pattern of the winding ways as they curve across the globe is not random. And that's why you didn't catch it at first. As a whole, it looks like a random tangled mess, like if you were looking at a highway map from space. But then, you you know, it spins and, you know, Fate's a little bit out of it. I had a really weird dream last night. Dream. Somebody stole the picture of sexy fate and you're not sure where it went. You're, you're kind of only catching sections of it at a time. And that's where you realize that taken individually, sections of it line up with different magical glyphs of alteration and layered on top of each other. They seem to be forming some kind of massive mega glyph crossing the entire planet, and you can't quite pin down what it might be for, but it can't be fucking good.
0: Oh, that's...
3: And just as that realization starts to set into fate, you guys hear a bing, and the elevator doors slide open, and the empty elevator awaits you.
0: Um, gentlemen, I... I think I've discovered something terrible, but I will speak to you all about it later. Please do not let me forget to tell you.
4: Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I have some terrible, horrifying news that I'll read to you after I have my morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our,
0: the last time we were here, I believe we were all being listened to and I don't want to... Talk about it right now. That's fair. They <laughs> just
3: news anchored you. Something in your house may be killing you. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> so, you guys getting in the elevator? What's happening?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: The elevator lurches to a start and begins to rocket upward, increasing with speed, faster and faster and faster and faster. And the towers of the princes and princesses depending upon who is first among equals, second among equals, third among equals on down the road, um, is allowed to add a floor or two to their tower at a given time to visibly assert their dominance. But then if they lose that position, those levels get knocked off often with glee by the people who take over their role. But the Bucky's Tower was almost twice as tall, easily eighty to a hundred stories in height, and the elevator it continues to accelerate, reaching a point in speed where you feel your stomach lurch and be pulled downward slightly. There is the growing concern that there's no way that the speed at which this thing is moving that's going to be able to stop in time, and then just as suddenly it decelerates. There's that lurching disorientation as your insides catch up with your bones and you slowly glide to a halt at the 99th floor of this building. There's a soft ping and the doors of the elevator slide open and there's a long hallway, Kubrickian and its menacing nature, blood red carpet with a diamond pattern like the scales of a serpent arrayed in a way that the diamonds all seem to point you towards this set of double doors at the end of the hall. What's your marching order as you head towards the
5: boardroom? Fate's in the middle. I'll go in the front. I'm in front. I'll be behind uh, Todd. I'll be
2: behind Fate.
3: It's wide enough. You guys can go two by two if you want. Anthony, where'd you say you are?
2: I'm in front with you. Okay.
3: You guys uh, approach the double doors of the boardroom. They are shut. How are you making
4: your entrance? <laughs> what? Oh,
5: dramatically.
4: Are they double doors? <laughs> yeah, they're double doors. Uh-oh, tag team kick. Do it. Tag team kick. <laughs> I just look at them and, and I go, oh, you know to happen cool it is. You got to. Why are we kicking the door? What?
0: What? Because on this podcast, we kick in the dough, wave in the full folk. <laughs> what is happening right now?
2: all right We were invited.
4: (laughs) Then why would you close the door? Then why would you close the door? It'd be
1: a business kick. Business kick.
4: (laughs) You kick
0: the kick plate.
4: You just let them know. It's one of the first rules that you got to let them know when negotiating who's boss. And nothing tells you who's boss than kicking in in someone's front door.
2: If there's a table in here, you know that's happened, right? Okay. Okay. Quick, quick question. Mm -hmm. Through all of, you know, the uh, Party of Five themed things, have we seen any kick it? Before you pick it, memorabilia or signs. <laughs> yeah, there
3: has been at least one advertisement for kick it before you pick it locksmiths. Right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> when kicking it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that what they do? They, you just, they just come in and just kick the door because you was too weak to kick it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay.
5: Since they're trying to kick it in and apparently I'm uh, last... I'm third in line. I try and uh, draft in behind them, but I don't time it right. And uh, we don't know if we kick the door down. We have. <laughs> well, hold on.
3: Luckily, there are roles that will determine all of that. So uh, let's, let's start at the top. Todd's kicking the door in. Baba, are you, are you joint kicking it with him?
2: We are joint kicking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Give me two matching athletics roles.
0: Someone's going to be more successful, for sure. My money's on Baba. Wait, 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 Can we play his bets right now before, he, before they go? Nope.
4: In sync.
0: I say Baba's got the kick.
4: In sync, oh, 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 a net 20. Once
0: again, <laughs> what's crazy is they, they both got good rules,
1: <laughs> yeah. But Baba destroyed the door once again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Baba kicking the
3: doors has always worked out well for you guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not a history of those door crits ending poorly at all.
2: <laughs> Anytime me and him compete on a roll, I crit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, the dice tell their story. It it is truly karmic fate.
0: Todd is athletic, but he is not as athletic as Bob. It's just he's gotta give that
4: up. <laughs> I'm very athletic.
3: <laughs> you guys go to kick up the door with a fifty, doors are getting blasted off hinges.
4: Those are
6: gone.
3: So, like fucking the Rockets, you guys blast your legs off, and the doors legitimately don't even open up and swing outward, just straight forward down.
1: <laughs> Baba's
3: snaps off of the door frame, which gives it that little bit of extra mojo that as Todd kicks it, he can pop his off. But it's very clear. To everybody that oh, Baba's the one who popped it off. It's very <laughs> clear. And has made this a total fucking Looney Tunes 90 degree door kick. It is as clear as day to everyone who saw it. It's not that clear. Oh man, look at that. Baba. <laughs> Todd is totally riding in Baba's coat tails on this door kick. <laughs> it's not that clear. The door gets blasted in and falls flat to where you guys have to step up on it and walk across as you walk in. As you blast open this door, you all oh. now are able To take this scene in at exactly the same time. Um, Amoyo, you actually have probably the best unobstructed view, kind of being in the middle between the two rows of everybody. It is a long stretching rectangular conference room. I'll say 150 from wall to wall from where you guys are at. A long stretching conference table with a row of seats on each side and a large chair at the end facing away from you towards the, the door on the opposite side. On the left hand is a row of glass windows that look out over the city. Literally looking down upon the people that the Mercantile Guild rules over. You guys can glance out there and see Warforged scampering about their business in a myriad of different ways. Tourists being drawn in to have their duckies, ducats extracted from them. And then the, the normal locals and the people from the surrounding area just trying to intermingle into the system without getting caught. The right-hand side is this long stretch of white, uh, highly polished slate that has just all kinds of different arcane symbols and formulas and math and business plan points and analytics strewn across the edge of them that seem to be pointing towards end result and eventually just ends dot, 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 baba, question mark. You guys are standing there. The chairs facing from the opposite door. This long, eighty-foot-long conference table is just, just a massive piece of artistry. Incredibly thick Dakinian oak wood, polished to a gleaming golden glow, where it's got this honey finish that has just been polished to a mirrored surface, where it almost shines. And the long twisting pattern of gold and platinum and silver and copper inlaid into it, looping and swirling around and Fate, you don't even have to do an archon roll. You can see that it is reminiscent of the arcane pattern, that stacking of glyphs that seem to be reflective of the way the winding ways wrap around the globe. It's streaking down to this chair that is facing the other side. What are you guys doing?
2: Uh, apparently walking in like we own the place. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> damn it. I, I kind of want to find a way to like warn them about the fucking... Um, all right. Um, I'm going to. Can, can I try and get everybody's attention to turn on the psychic link at this point?
4: Why do you just tell us? Yeah, you can you can go. Why do you just tell us? <laughs> they know the glyphs are around. They put them there.
0: But I don't want them to know that we know. What? You know, if I it. fine. So, Baba, I, everybody, just the glyphs that they have in here. Um, it looks like they are using the winding ways to carve these glyphs all over the entire world. I, I'm not entirely sure what that's going to do to the world, but it cannot be good. At least not good for anyone, but maybe the mercantile.
4: Okay. Duly noted. It's
0: not a problem for now though, right?
4: Oh yeah, are we gonna go in there and kick 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 it and punch? What do we...
0: it, it could be a problem for now. I don't know enti- entirely how sh- how close they are to being done with all of this.
4: Okay. Uh, you keep
2: doing some research on there. Yeah. You leave the kicking to us. <laughs> you do the research. Do they need our land? And do they need my people's land for this gift? I wasn't able to um, to entirely see exactly where it's laid out. He doesn't know. But I could imagine that if they're
0: this heavily invested in getting it, that might be part of the problem for them. He doesn't know.
3: <laughs> you guys are standing there on top of the doors. Fucking mercantile skills is evil, y'all. <laughs> what else are
5: you doing? Walking in. Walking in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're in. Whoa. <laughs>
0: Casting mage armor. Oh, temporary hit points on everyone. Can I cast? We don't need be casting spells yet, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: <what they're>
0: <laughs> listen, listen. Mage armor gets cast at the top of the day every day. So this is not really like a combat thing. This is just how Fade lives his life. You just wear bulletproof vests all, all day.
3: You guys can all have a prep round. I mean, you guys are standing in there, nothing has happened yet. I mean, that's yeah, right. That, I mean, you guys blast open the door, stop, and have a philosophical conversation about the implications of some magical writing. Fate casts a spell. Moyle starts looking for fucking fruit snacks. And <laughs> nothing nothing else has happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, well, again, I was more so announcing it because, like I said, this is the thing that he does at the beginning of every day. It's just, boom, mage armor. That's how he lives his life, in the mage armor. Mm-hmm, I know. But since I hadn't said it, I didn't want you to be like, no, you don't have it. Just bulletproof vests on all day. <laughs> yeah. cent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Can I just assume
5: that I did this before and that we had an hour to get it done? <laughs> what? The, the cooking for temporary hit points?
3: This time, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll allow it now. But keep in mind that's, that's something you'll you'll want to bring up when you guys are bedding down for the night as part of that whole process where you guys are doing the dream shit and coming up with your elements and everything. If you're going to prepare the meal the next day, that would be the time to declare it. Okay. But for, for this time, yes. But well, what do they get?
5: You guys get some
0: delicious mossy balls. Oh, no. <laughs> mossy balls? Mossy balls. Whoa. Why... Why are the ASMR
3: though? So what's the rules on getting? They have to eat them to get the temp HP.
5: Yes, and you'll gain one d8 extra hit points.
3: Is it 1d8 temp HP or 1d8 more hit points when you take a long rest?
5: Well, I remember it was when I read it the first time and I'm trying to find that the one that... As part
3: of a short rest, you can cook special food provided you have ingredients. You can prepare enough food for number of creatures equal to four plus your proficiency modifier. At the end of the short rest, any creature who eats the food and spends one or more hit dice to regain hit points gets an extra 1d8. Uh, So there's that. For a short rest, but also with one hour of work or when you finish a long rest, you can cook a number of treats equal to your proficiency bonus. What's your proficiency bonus? My spell attack? Proficiency bonus.
4: Yeah, it's on your character next to walking speed if you're in d d
3: Oh my God, Todd knows something.
4: Wow. Oh, three. So you can make three treats.
3: They last up to eight hours. A creature can use a bonus action to eat one of these treats to gain three temporary HP.
4: What? I thought I read six before. So you can only do three and he has to give them, they're like, they become like items for us?
3: Yeah, they use a bonus action to gain temporary hit points equal to your proficiency bonus, so plus three in this case.
4: Okay,
5: so I just pick pick who I want? Okay. I was trying to do a, a sweaty balls thing, but I guess you I not it.
3: No, I get it. <laughs> I'm just, who do you want to give your treats to? Who gets your balls? And we don't have to eat them if we Don't want to. No, you don't have
5: to. You don't want to pop my balls in your mouth? My mossy balls? I'm I'm fine.
1: No, I knew it was coming. No. I'm i I'm perfectly fine.
4: They're fuzzy like they're covered in coconut. That's something you might have to shove in my face when I'm down. Gladly.
1: (laughs) Unconscious ball dipping?
5: Uh (laughs) oh
0: no. No, no, no.
5: Did I know that Todd never woke me up sleeping beauty style?
4: Oh, we all know.
5: We worked that
4: out. Oh wait. Oh I never I never figured it out. That was so more so many moils ago, we don't even know but <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> No, I don't think I figured it out because we did a roll and I,
4: I I was like 3 moils ago probably. Many many moil ago. Yeah, many moil ago. Many many moil ago.
5: Wish death upon me. Uh okay.
4: Mm-hmm the day <laughs> the moil died why did multiples of us the little mini guys we've got the minis because you have your little your little action figures with you oh oh Jesus
3: Christ why did we carry them into battle they follow you around everywhere they're half side versions of you guys they're little sidekicks it's tiny
5: Todd I don't like this miniature moil
3: <laughs> miniature moil fun-sized fate <laughs> good luck battery-powered Baba
0: Oh, I was gonna say baby
5: baba baby baba
3: baby baba bitty bitty Bob oh there we go Bitty bitty baba <laughs> itty bitty baba bitty bitty baba and um erectile dysfunction eldrin extra eldrin extra
1: eldrin there you go
3: (laughs) (laughs) so you guys blast through in this huge fucking heroic nat 20 fucking fantastic moment and then ha it's just quiet and anticlimactic and Moyle's handing out snacks and you guys are standing there
5: oh don't forget your balls
2: don't forget your balls guys
3: (laughs) So w- w- what you do? Uh,
2: yeah, we just continue to walk in.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's this long conference room table that kind of splits the room. Yeah, big, long rectangular room, Set of d- another set of double doors on the other side. Long conference table, which takes up most of the center of the room. So there's like an aisle to the left of it by the windows and an aisle to the right by this marker board rows of chairs and then like at the head of the table facing the opposite way towards the other double doors is another chair so are you guys splitting up going on one side what's the attack or movement pattern here he said not expecting to initiate an encounter to wrap up the session at all at all i say
4: (laughs) going right is wait, is there someone on the, at the end of the under the table do we see anyone Yes sitting
1: well there's a chair that's turned around doctor evil style
3: Oh he's got his back turned us Yeah there's a chair a chair turned around facing the other set of double doors
0: Fate is looking underneath the table to see if it's bolted to the floor.
4: You are flipping 150. You don't have the strength for that.
0: Uh, fate is not about to flip shit.
4: <laughs> it does not appear to be bolted to the floor. No, fate. It's a pretty large table, sir. Gentlemen,
0: gentlemen, maybe combined we may be able to pull off a, a flip. Is that really necessary right now? Are you
4: flipping the table for?
0: Just, uh, just saying if negotiations start going poorly. Sure, I guess
1: in a, in a pinch, we could try and flip the table. I'm more like to shoot someone in the face, but...
4: Okay, then we have to combine our powers to flip this table? Yeah. By our powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> we get <a> captain planet.
0: <laughs> we, all, we all get on one side of... Get, uh, all of us get along the long side of it and do one flip.
2: So you want to group up. I mean, we're grouped up anyway. But but anyways... I say we split. How about we talk to the uh, person at the end of the table, or... Uh, See the, at least what's in the chair.
4: I say, me and Baba take the right side. Eldrin and Fate take the left.
1: You want the tank, huh?
4: And then, Mo just goes on the table like a slip and slide. Just like, he just takes a run and die. You run! You die! (laughs)
5: Like in the Hudsucker proxy? Do I have a can of, uh, do I have a can of Mossberg oil? (laughs) Roll for oil. Mossberg one. Roll for oil. Roll for oil. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you should what what are
3: you, uh 20? <laughs> yeah, just give me a D20. If you get a 10 or higher, uh, or I'm sorry, eleven or higher. Yes!
4: That was a oh. one. What?
1: <laughs> I mean, no that's not oh <laughs> no crocodile <crackdown> Mile.
4: <laughs> oh no. He has a war forge.
0: Dry slip inside. Wait, wait. Dry slip inside. <laughs>
3: Moil is dry as a bone.
0: We we have an alchemy jug. Okay. Yeah, you've got an
3: alchemy jug with motor oil in it, among other fluids.
1: Just use the mayonnaise. It's good.
3: <laughs> motor oil. <laughs> What's the move there, guys? Attack pattern delta? Or what are we doing?
2: Flying V. Might, oh, the mighty tods. <laughs> no, I, like, I like this one. <laughs> Me and and Todd on the right.
3: Okay. Yes. So, Bob and Todd to the right, Aldrin and Fate to the left.
1: Don't love that, but okay. Yep. I don't either. Let's use all melee on one side and all
5: range on the other.
3: Right? <laughs> what is this? Moyle? what are you doing? Are you trying? Are you jumping up on the table? or
5: Yeah. Can I jug of mayonnaise it, since, my, since my can of Mossberg oil is empty? Oh,
3: God. Yeah, you can open the jug up and pour out a gallon of mayonnaise.
5: On himself? The whole lather himself up in this slot? Is it always mayonnaise?
3: No, it can be mayonnaise, oil, water, whatever. There's a couple of different things.
1: Wine, vinegar, honey. It's motor oil, though. It's like flammable motor oil remember
4: yeah you just put the mayonnaise on yourself
1: just use the mayonnaise mayonnaise is oil-based so
4: (laughs) so it can
3: produce acid basic poison beer honey mayonnaise oil vinegar fresh water salt and wine
1: mayonnaise is your best bet you gotta go mayonnaise you gotta go mayonnaise
5: all right mayonnaise you're gonna stink to high heaven but
3: so you jump up on the end of the table uncork it by the power of mayonnaise,
5: by the power of mayonnaise invested in me
3: and then turn turn it upside down walk to the end of the table pouring the mayonnaise out <laughs> walk back to the head of the table where you started having laid a trail of mayonnaise <laughs> because it's not like mayonnaise is going to pour and fucking run downhill or whatever I mean it's fucking mayo
5: so you- do I, I try do I try pouring on me like it's some white snake video that's why he has to pour it on him that's why he has to pour it on him oh you
3: I am sure there's some slathering going on
5: it just sounds like wit
3: 10 minutes have passed you guys fucking kick open the door fucking just in this epic moment stop (laughs) hold on wait a minute fate i have a very important thing to tell you about algebra (laughs) and then debate your fucking attack pattern then moyle fucking condiments the table after handing out (laughs) snacks and now you guys are ready to approach so moyle roll athletics or acrobatics whichever is better to do your power slide (laughs) on the mayo towards the chair while the rest of you advance in tandem in a pincer maneuver
1: 14. We don't even know if we're supposed to be fighting anyone yet. Like, we haven't even.
4: No, but we. You, <laughs> we have no, no clue.
1: Totally, totally could just be talking it out. And then everyone's just. This
4: is how you talk it out. This is how you talk it out. Uh,
5: oh, a robot <laughs> lathered up in mayonnaise this is the most intimidating thing you can think of. <laughs>
4: with another little
3: version of himself running along next to him and doing the same thing.
5: (laughs) Also lathered up in mayonnaise. Also, also lathered up in mayonnaise. (laughs) And he's just, he's just mimicking me. Oh, don't forget to get behind your ears.
3: So with a 14... You have just enough momentum to squeak to a halt at the end of the table to where your head taps into the back of the chair, and you guys advance to the edge of it, and who's spinning it around?
5: And like they're spinning me around?
4: The chair. Oh, it, it's Baba Saga. It's Baba. It's, it's all Baba. Baba, you making the move? Bam, bam, bam.
5: Oh, absolutely. When I get to the end of the table, my arms and legs are splayed out like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 1.
3: You, you reach to the edge of the chair and spin it around, and it is empty, yep. at which point you- get guys hear a voice from the opposite end of the room where you come in go wow just fucking wow fellas that is uh Oof, that is a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, I was going for a cool inversion of the trope thing where you guys would charge the chair and spin it around and I would poof in, but um, just fucking wow. <laughs> uh, and in front of you, uh, standing on the table is a sophisticated gnome, a imperious three foot eight, deeply tanned skin, shaved head in the style of all of the clerics of the Church of Sovab, priestly vestments, which are like a combination of, for Sozeb, it's like a three-piece suit slash Pope's mantle. So he's got like a business jacket that comes down to like long flowing priest robes with a stole running down his shoulders. No hat because the sun must shine on the bald pate of Sozeb. And he is standing there, looking at you, Baba. Look, guys. Um, I thought this was going to be a challenge, but clearly, y'all are idiots. <laughs> Here's the deal, Agu. We'll buy out your stake in your tribe. We'll let uh, we'll let our champion take over, and we will uh, usher your people into a new era of prosperity. Zip zap, we're done. And I tell you what. As a bonus, we'll even forgive your uh, your ducky debt. What
2: ducky debt? What ducky debt? What debt? Uh,
3: well, your ducky ducats. There's a post-conversion rate of uh, one ducat to two gold pieces. Currently, according to the market indexes, uh, we run the indexes. So it's a little bit easy for us to find it. But by my calculation, you guys owe us, I don't know, about uh, 17,853 gold, if I'm doing my math correctly.
1: Mm, It's free money, huh?
3: So um, tell you what, you guys can pony up Or we can just put a lien on your lands.
4: Or you can get the middle finger.
3: Or I can pay you out. Let's say, what do you think would be fair? Baba, 200,000 gold? I'll even throw in an extra 20 for each one of your friends.
4: You guys can take the gold and go and have a nice day.
2: What I think is fair is that we fight, like I agreed. (laughs)
4: Todd has never turned down a fight, so... I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Who's fighting?
2: I fight your champion.
4: I, I mean, look, the mercantile
3: Guild doesn't officially get involved in the internal politics of any uh, any indigenous people, uh, let alone try to manipulate events in any sort of way. I don't know what have given you the impression that we really, truly have any skin in this game. It would be highly inappropriate. You know, look, I will do this for you because I am clearly acknowledging you as Babatunde Agu. You know, I look. I, mean, I was I was so off put by this whole thing. And he runs his finger through the mayonnaise and then flicks it at Moyle a little bit <laughs> that I fucking totally gave away part of the game. I just called you Babatunde. I've acknowledged that you're you. So now the results of your fight are legally binding. You got me on that one, kid. Good move. I guess this this may have been a fucking brilliant negotiating strategy now that I think about it. (laughs) But, you know, here's the thing. What's going to happen here? Baba, you go down there, you fight this little champion in your crazy little blood sport and what? Uh, You lose and then the champion kills you or lets you slink away in disgrace or you win and you're elected Oba, Oba of a clan that doesn't exist anymore. Really, you're the the sole member of. So now you're, you're your own boss? When has that ever worked out for anybody? Whereas if this other fella who, you know, might be open to some free trade agreements gets in, we're able to come in, ethically harvest the elemental riches of their, your ancestral mountain and uh, just pay out the wazoo. I mean, we're not trying to take anything without proper recompense. We will absolutely pay a market rate for uh, for whatever we take out of there. And it, you know what? Look, because I like you, kid, we'll even pay in gold. We won't even pay in duckies, ducats. There you go. What do you say?
2: See, you keep thinking that um, I care about this gold. I don't. It's about taking my proper place. What? What? And what place is that? I am the Oba. There shall be no other one. So let me ask you this then, kiddo. What is the Oba supposed to do? I represent for my people.
3: Mm-hmm. I will be their leader. Okay. How's that working out with you so far? You couldn't even lead this group of cartoons. A lot of times you're given the opportunity to make a choice. You let them
0: pick or you leave it up to chance. You leave chance out of this.
1: (laughs) I don't think he was talking about you.
3: And look, you're just you're being selfish now. You there? Let's let's talk about chance for a second. That's a horrible condition. I know a cleric that can cure it. And I tell you what, we'll even take care of that student loan debt. There, Faith. How about that, Todd? I know you've had your eye on that little pastry shop in Amsoon, looking to start your own creperie. We can make that happen. Moyle, we've already established we can put people in different bodies out of Warforged bodies. How would you like something? Maybe something with little... And he kind of swings his arm back and forth in front of him. You get what I'm going for? Huh?
5: (laughs) I, I don't
3: Aldrin, what if I told you I knew who fucking sent you that letter with that boat? Wait, what? Yeah, we read your mail. Fuck you. <laughs> something for everybody here, and you're just thinking about yourself, Baba. I'm thinking about your people and your friends. Tell you what, $2. 50,
2: 50 for each of your friends. We call it even. Friend Friends is a stretch. <laughs> Very stretch stretchy. As truthful as what Baba just said is, it um still hurts. <laughs> Again, I um I cannot I am not going to speak for those who I'm attached to. But me, I am fighting for my people. I am fighting for my position uh, and I am fighting for my honor. I do not care about what you can pay. These are the most words I've heard Baba say. See, I, think, I think
3: that's what this is really about. I think this is about your honor, Baba, because I'm offering to take care of your people. I mean, like, well, you guys, the whole system you have there, right? The share and share alike. You guys, you guys just take what you need and, and give what extra you have to each other, right? Yes. How is that? How does anybody reach the peak with that? Nobody ever excels or, or rises above. Everybody's just the same. Nobody has any extra. Nobody, no, there's no. There's no success
2: there. You're just all equal. Is that the word you are looking for?
3: Yes. Yes. I'm oh, oh, great. You're starting to get it. Thank goodness. You're all just equal.
2: We enjoy equality.
4: Fate, you should just chuck an arrow at him. I mean, fate,
0: <laughs> Eldren, chuck an arrow. Ex- ex- excuse me, I'm, and I'm sorry, Bob. I really don't mean to intrude, but he he keeps speaking of equality as a as a negative, but the leadership here claimed themselves to be equals amongst one another. I'm just saying he's a bit hypocritical. But they're not.
3: See, this guy gets it. Because look, in every system, there's somebody has to be better than the others. Imagine a world, imagine just for a second, where everybody cared for each other and took care of each other. And there was a give and take. And oh, let's fucking say medicine was free. And everybody earned enough to never have to worry about whether or not they were going to be homeless if they lost their job and got like a big fucking spider's web underneath them or like a net of some kind. Imagine if these people, how would anybody ever try to do anything? You would never have to try. You would just, you'd just be able to, just be able to be and pursue things like recreation and art and and higher education. Like I'm just, Baba. I mean, seriously, look, look at what you've got on your side. This guy here has been banging his head against the wall for 15 minutes <laughs> and doesn't even think we're going to notice. <laughs> Todd's banging, like, knocking his horns up against the whiteboard out of boredom.
2: Listen, as. As aloof as my party may be.
3: Is that the word we're using for it now? That's adorable. Okay.
2: A I could use one of those. We've been in situations that uh, we, can, we can get out of. I am fully, I wouldn't say fully. <laughs> I am pretty confident that there, we could get out of any situation that we find ourselves in. And at this moment, I am not accepting your offer.
3: Okay. Well, kid, I tried to play nice. You think you can get yourself out of any situation? Great. Just try and get yourself out of the city. PentaBots. Attack. See you kids later. And he disappears in a puff of smoke and some change wrangles down to him, and your little tiny versions of you turn on you and attack.
4: God damn it. Oh, no. Of course. I didn't like the. the Not extra Eldrin. Oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Not miniature moil. And that's where we'll pick
3: up with the start of the next session. Hey gang, sometime in the very new future, this is where the extra special patron thank yous will come back. We thank every tier and every person individually because we're blessed to have enough patrons to make that fun, but not weighted bound by the burden of success that would make it too time-consuming. Anyway. We absolutely appreciate all of them, but keeping things simple over the next couple of weeks as we work to speed up production so we can get a few extra episodes out or a few bigger episodes out, but that doesn't mean we don't appreciate them any less. Y'all are absolutely fantastic. You maniacs who participated in the join the party this last session, the (laughs) stunt you pulled convincing the party that I convinced you to be out for them was chef kiss DM diabolical. And I love you all dearly for it. So thank you so much gang. I've never been prouder than a group of miscreants, especially the ones that I podcast with. If you want to find out, again, what these great folks get, head over to patreon.com forward slash gmdlcast. If you can't support right now, we understand times are tough for everybody. It's been a weird couple of years. So look, tell somebody about the show. That's all I want for Christmas. A few extra referrals to friends and family to help spread the word about our show and our little corner of the actual play universe. Either way, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show.